Welcome to our movie. Hello. Welcome to Fight Club. Hi, boys. How are you? Okay. Uh, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Thunder Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Himalayas. Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Hello, and welcome to The Real, a movie podcast brought to you by The 207 Take. I'm your host, Ken Reed, joined, as always, by my co-host, Lucas Schmaleski. Hey there. Lucas, I'm trying to be extra dramatic today. Yeah. Because as we know, and hopefully the audience knows as well, if they listen to last week's. Do they know? Okay. We, we did we bring did, it up. Yeah, okay. it, it was brought up. This is the season one finale oh. of The Real. Oh, Wow big that's yeah that's that's some big news it is uh it means that the episode today is very special and that it is almost identical to every other episode we've done that seems about right yeah yeah i mean if it ain't broke don't fix it amen also name a tv show or or any kind of finale where they just completely threw out everything they've done so far and just redid it hasn't happened no I'm just saying, think of your favorite finales, your season one favorite finales of any TV show ever. Got it. This is going to be better than all those combined. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm pretty sure Game, Game of Thrones season one is, is Sean Bean. Whoops. So is I'm just that, saying, that's going to happen. Is that finale or is that? That might be penultimate. penultimate. Yeah. A word that was introduced into the lexicon like solely by TV. Yeah. Breaking Bad did it. They've all done it. Yeah, Game of Thrones did it so well. I don't I think I don't think it was last season, but maybe the season before. Hard home. Yeah, where my dad went several months without watching the finale cuz he just thought the season was over. <laughs> I will say that your dad probably had a better experience. Yeah. Because the season finales are always a huge letdown. Yeah, they are. They cannot help themselves. Anyway, we don't have to worry about that until 2019. Uh upcoming in 2018, we will be on break. Yeah. Yeah, we will come back eventually some point hopefully by the the end of the season end of the season <laughs> end of this year maybe in the fall yeah we'll have a season two fall we'll we'll come back with the the fall the fall lineup of, of tv shows yeah, exactly we'll we'll be flit, <laughs> fitting right in with those those nbc shows that eventually get canceled about two weeks later but before we get canceled we will be talking about uh things that we'll miss Maybe some bold predictions for the time that we will be off the air. Well, at least Lucas will be off the air. Who knows? I might try to slip in a one-man show every now and again if, if things get wet and wild in the movie biz. But we'll also have some news to discuss today that Lucas doesn't know about because he didn't read the show notes yet. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, but first, we start, of course, with trailers. Lucas, we watched three, count them three, trailers today for our big finale, our big send-off. Doing it right. Yeah. I'm hoping this time I nail the release order. Ooh. Have we? Have we we ever? I don't know. I am unsure. But what I can say is that we are starting with a television series, not a movie. We're starting with AMC's The Terror. The crew of a Royal Navy expedition searching for the Arctic's treacherous Northwest Passage discovers instead a monstrous predator. Ooh. Lucas, what did you think of the trailer? It was like two and a half minutes long. The trailer for... The terror. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was episode one. I felt like it of of the show. This is you're giving me a little insight to to what extent this is based on true events, but it is at least based on the, a true idea or a true so, happening. Uh, yeah, the 
it's based on the series itself is based on a book. Okay. By Dan Simmons, which is called The Terror, which in itself is based on kind of more the idea of this expedition. Okay. The expedition happened. The two ships did get frozen in ice. Uh, I'm fairly certain that everyone died. No one knows what happened. So it's kind of a classic jumping off point for like historical uh, fantasy and stuff yeah. like that, where you say like, ah, maybe it gets a little, uh, maybe it's the Yeti. Yeah. You know, just, just classic things like this. Um, but yeah, definitely be wary of that, sp- that splash screen based on true events. Yeah. Also be wary of the one that says brought to you by Ridley Scott. <laughs> two, two question marks right there in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Lucas, how'd you feel? So going off of your, your point for potential fantasy of, of sorts, we obviously have this, this unseen monster, uh, bear, maybe they mentioned it could be a bear. Some shadows moving through windows and stuff. Yeah, the the show works perfectly with the idea of, and I think they even bring it up in in some sort of context about losing your mind and and the dark and being trapped and starting to to make up things or at least adding on to what's actually happening. There'll be a lot of this in in the show. I got a total lost vibe from some of like monster okay. scenes. Sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> like the weird. People Weird react, island and yeah. stuff like that. But actually the most interesting part was the few clips they showed of some native people, I guess, of the of that area. It didn't seem like that's going to play as big a role as I initially thought, though, based on how it opened. There's a few scenes. Yeah. Of, it, I mean, it's the first character you see, I believe, is... Yeah. Like, this young woman, it looks like, that's... I'm not going to speculate. Maybe some kind of Inuit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to be from the yeah. the area that they uh, initially Arctic, get trapped in. The Arctic yeah. Circle. Yeah. I, I guess we should say, too, that it is set in 1847. Yeah. So don't. this is not a modern thing. <laughs> no. This is a, a very much uh, uh, I get Victorian era, I guess, Yeah. at that point. Well, and they're, they're, they seem to be implying, at least in the context of, of this show, that it's probably the first interaction this woman and whatever other native peoples they run into have had with sure with i guess you could say white um the english at least english the english empire yeah so i going kind of going further into it it seems like a lot more focus on the monster than on yeah potentially more interesting like human interactions and, and but i guess we're getting that from the the psychological perspective maybe so this one is Again, like you said, a lot of question marks, but also a lot of interesting potential with with this one. It's question marks that I am I am interested to solve, which is is a definitely a good thing coming off of a trailer. Yeah, um, AMC's got a pretty good track record right now. Yeah, they do that. Few misses, but mostly huge hits. Yeah, if you can have a kind of, I'd say almost middling, kind of cable basic cable type channel. That when you see their logo come up for a TV show, you're like, "Oh, this, yeah, this might actually be pretty good." And if it came up and said CBS, yeah, I'm changing the channel. Like, I do not care. But because of the AMC, yeah, a little clout, definitely. Uh, as you said, I'm definitely more interested in the idea of these uh, men all being stuck, and it's just a bunch of white dudes. But it's like a historical drama, I yeah. guess. So, like, to be expected. It's every white English actor you've ever seen mm-hmm. is in this show. Um, but I, yeah, I'm more interested to see how they deal with being stuck in ice yeah, and with just like no hope of rescue or anything. And, uh, as you said, 
maybe the monster isn't very real, but is instead just in their minds and the psychological horror that you go through uh, of being trapped there. A little Lovecraftian, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Or I'm maybe, intrigued. Maybe they just have been dead the whole time. <laughs> okay. Man, if that if they, just, if they just lost it all the way, yikes! They're all in this boat because they've all died. The boat is is purgatory. Yeah, they're sent off. Okay, sent out to sea. Okay, I'm into it. Historical lost. <laughs> is lost not based on true events? Uh, I think lost did happen. I think yeah. I think it's, that definitely it's did probably. Happen. Ha- it's one of those things where you're like, this has definitely <laughs> happened somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it would be crazy for it not to have happened. Yeah. Is the thing. Polar bears on tropical islands and all that. But I've seen like three episodes of Lost. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Probably for the best. That is why I have not watched more. Is anytime you bring it up, the immediate response is almost always uh yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm intrigued by the terror. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely watch the first couple. Hope for the best. Yeah. Um, next up, we're, we're going back to feature films. We're talking about a movie this time. Oh, wow. Becoming increasingly rare on this movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, this is Tully, releasing April 20th. Wait for the joke to land. Wait, they just got it. All right. There we go. Okay. This film is about Marlo, a mother of three, including a newborn, who is gifted a night nanny by her brother. Hesitant to the extravagance at first, Marlo comes to form a unique bond with the thoughtful, surprising, and sometimes challenging young nanny named Tully. Synopsis was long. Yeah. Lucas, how did you feel about the the trailer for Tully? The synopsis was long and way more, at least plot informative, than the the trailer itself. Mm -hmm. We both got to the end of the trailer where they introduce us to this Tully character in the last two seconds before before we cut to black. And I was I mean, I could have guessed that that's kind of the <laughs> what we're getting to. But it seemed way more way more and not not supernatural, what I want to say. Like they're trying to add this element of of magic or, or like intrigue with yeah. with something with something kind of weird going on and then the synopsis just kind of cuts to the chase, which actually way more interested after hearing the synopsis than just seeing the trailer. Um, was also uh, is a director from Juno and Young Adult, or a uh, writer Diablo Cody. Writer, okay. Uh, but then director directed by uh, Jason Reitman, so writer director team back at it again for Tully. And we have Charlize Theron, who was the lead in Young Adult. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So there's some again, we got a little bit of a little bit of everything that leads to some intrigue for for a a trailer that doesn't doesn't give you a lot and probably a movie that doesn't give you a lot in terms of plot complexity. Just a just a look into the life of what does it say? A mother in motherhood in twenty eighteen, I think is one of yeah. the, the splash screens. So I don't know. I'm interested. I think this is one where you kind of wait and see what the initial reaction is, and if there's if there's some buzz around it, I'll probably end up seeing this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kind of a wait and see uh, for me, just based on this trailer. Definitely looking more like a slice of life film, something more uh, realistic, more about you know personal stories. Yeah. Uh, 
motherhood in the year 2018, as you said. Not to be confused with the motherhood in the year, what was that, 07, Juno? When did Juno come out? Ooh, yeah, probably. That's a good question. What? what oh, a stealth sequel to Juno. Ooh. Okay. Into it. Okay. Juno and Michael Sarah live next door. <laughs> I don't watch that movie. Oh, I thought you were just saying, like, that is. Shirley Theron is playing oh. Juno. Oh. Wow. So you think. Hold on now. <laughs> so you think that Ellen Page grows up and ages into Charlize Theron? I don't. But that's what I initially thought when you, <laughs> when you brought up the. Because then, now, if that's the case, then we're definitely dealing with some like magical realism. Yeah. Which I'm much more interested in. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This, yeah, is, all, okay. this is all coming together. Okay. I'm into it. No, uh, I do like the people in this movie. Uh, Charlize Theron has been just on a tear lately. Mm-hmm. Just crushing. Uh, Ron Livingston makes a quick appearance. Uh, Mark Duplass is listed as being in it. There Wait and go. see. Who's, who's playing Tully? Tully is played by Mackenzie Davis. Okay. Who you might know from Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. A TV show on AMC. There you go. Full circle. It's all connected, baby. It's like a stand-up bit. It's all patterns. Oh. It's all patterns. What, it's just a really long stand-up bit. <laughs> That's what our show is. Yeah, we're building toward an incredible punchline that will be delivered at the end when of the episode. When we came up with the idea of this show, we're like, what if what if it was just a series of what if it was situational months? stand-up? <laughs> it's months of lead-up until this one joke, this one punchline. I really hope we think of it before we get to the end of the show. Yeah. We'll see. I'm really good under pressure, <laughs> so... We'll see. Maybe we'll be one of those those fun shows where the first season people skip the first season. Yeah, you got like nah, just jump into jump into. T- they figured it out too. Uh, last movie for this week. One more trailer to talk about. Uh, on the eleventh of May. Oh, May eleventh be with you. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. On the rocky path to sobriety after a life changing accident, John Callahan discovers the healing power of art willing his injured hands into drawing hilarious, often controversial cartoons, which bring him a new lease on life. Lucas, what did you think of this trailer for the latest Gus Van Zant movie? Just the, just seeing the, the collection of faces, the cast of this movie, tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be everything that an independent film with a... Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill type cast. Woo! Not just a be... type cast. Literally Jonah Hill and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. This is this is the type of movie that I'm I'm definitely gonna gobble up. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're always gonna be good, but they're always gonna give you something to to think about, something a little different. If nothing else, we we can probably almost guarantee we're gonna get a solid performance from Joaquin Phoenix, just just yeah. being all over the place and, and doing some wacky things. Uh, chuckled a few times at Jonah Hill's character, but again, it's Jonah Hill in a, I'd say more dramatic role. Doesn't mean there won't be, won't be some laughs, some laughs, laughs, some, some laughs along the way. Uh, and who else we have? We have Rooney Mara who we love Yep, as well. And then, oh, I feel like there's a, there's a Jack fourth Black. banana. Jack Black. You're forgetting Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. Fresh off the, the polka king. <laughs> Fresh off uh, America's favorite and and box office smash hit, Jumanji. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Don't forget that. <laughs> sure. Don't discount that. Uh, yeah, this trailer looks uh, fascinating. I'm definitely, I'm going to see it. I won't lie. 
Yeah, I think this is the one that I can probably say regardless, the best chance of seeing of the three, consuming okay. of the three three trailers. Obviously because one is a TV show, so I'm less likely to yeah to completely get all in on that and so of the two movies this one is uh this one's on the list for sure well all right then those were our three trailers for this week uh lucas let's move straight into the news shall we let's do it a story i think related to our last movie a little bit lucas uh, on one of our trailer sections we talked about how excited we were for an upcoming movie featuring both joaquin phoenix and rooney mara Mm. uh, mary magdalene Mm -hmm. i don't know if you remember us talking about the fact that uh, joaquin phoenix was course going to play jesus of nazareth yeah uh a man who by all accounts would be of middle eastern descent (laughs) but is of course going to be played by joaquin phoenix uh and then rooney mara was going to play mary magdalene again was was going to i made i might have just tipped my hand a little bit into the news lucas it's pulled okay it's gone so seems like maybe for the best at this point (laughs) Uh, for probably for a variety of reasons, uh, yeah, this is the latest to come out of um, the Weinstein Company, okay. who pulled uh, the its 2017 movies, which has included uh, the Current War, which was a movie we did talk about mm-hmm. uh, on trailers. So if you heard us break down that trailer, and we're really looking forward to it. Nope, no dice. Uh, and Polaroid, a movie I've never heard of. Uh, and then they've now pulled three movies from uh, 2018: uh, The War with Grandpa. Never heard of it. Mary Magdalene broke it down extensively and the upside uh, have all had their upcoming release dates canceled, meaning that they're just on the shelf indefinitely. So uh, who knows if we'll ever get to see Joaquin Phoenix play the son of God. Yeah. That does open us up for our, I feel like it gives more space to our buff universe, Ben-Hur it really does. It really does. Because you don't, we don't want to throw our buff actors, who's ever going to end up playing Jesus, we don't want to throw him in the ring with Joaquin Phoenix. It's true. You don't want like two biblical stories no. going up against each other in, in a calendar year. Yeah. I think about a calendar year. The, the movie industry can only support one biblical movie a year, mm-hmm. as we learned with um, when Exodus, Gods, and Kings came out and was just terrible. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up again <laughs> how bad that movie was. Uh, but you especially don't want to do it when one film is going to be Joaquin Phoenix, Rooney Mara, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and the other is going to be muscular dudes. <laughs> and that is the only like casting reference that we have. Yeah. Uh, in all likelihood, let's be honest, Jesus would probably be played by um, John Cena, who would fit the mold. Yeah. Uh, he's everything. When you think about Jesus in America – what you think about is basically just a man that looks like John Cena if he just grew the hair and the beard out. Uh, so I bring him up because uh, he, he, you know, we might have to compete because uh, John Cena might have just landed the biggest role of his career. Ooh. Get excited for this one. I know you don't know about it. Uh, John Cena is in talks to play Duke Nukem, the, okay. <laughs> the video game character uh, Duke Nukem. Beloved. Video game um, uh, I'm gonna say of a time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so let's talk about this movie for a second, uh, because as we all know, I like to rant about video game movies on this this podcast. I've done it a few times now. All of a sudden, they're they're coming in hot and heavy. We've got a few coming out. 
uh, in the in the next few months. There's like Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'm Ready Player One, even mm-hmm. though it's based on a book, is basically a video game movie. Yeah. Um, and now we have this idea that uh, John Cena will be playing Duke Nukem in a movie produced by Michael Bay. So if mm. we could just take two horrible things, the Duke Nukem franchise and Michael Bay, and just mash them into one thing, uh, that'd be great. And you know what? They did. I I think what this is is a complete, a complete shot at our Buff universe. Michael Bay wants to destroy the career of John Cena so that he's no longer a viable option to play Jesus in our Buff universe. That's the only possible explanation I, okay. for this movie. I'm kind of into it because uh, on two fronts. One, uh, if his career is in fact completely derailed by playing Duke Nukem, it'll be easier to get him for the bu- but. Not as big a box office draw, yeah. and we'll probably have to go with The Rock. Well, and the thing is, Michael Bay also knows that if he becomes a part of our Buff universe and just takes off, he won't have him in his back pocket for future... You're right. Throw for Transformers throw 16. In, yeah, throw John Cena into the Transformers universe. So we're pretty much in a tug war with Michael Bay over John Cena right now. And that's actually not... That wouldn't be bad marketing for to get our buff universe going is just a, a poster of us physically playing tug of war with John Cena and Michael Bay's. That's not bad. Who's on Michael Bay's team though? Who's the other? It's just Michael Bay. It's just Michael it's Bay. It's just Michael Bay. Buff he's, Michael Bay. He's just, he's burned those bridges. Yeah, he can. Uh, this is a completely off topic. Uh, but my brother let me on. He, he turned me on to this, uh, this fun fact about Michael Bay. Do you know what Michael Bay's favorite movie is? Uh, original transformers is up there. No, no, his his favorite movie. Yeah, personal favorite. Like his favorite movie. Not that he's done. Oh, I'm his favorite. Oh, I movie. just um, I understood that completely. Oh, and okay. Was immediately I okay. just going to a Michael Bay movie. Okay, sure. Uh no, it's West Side Story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, back to Duke Nukem. Uh Duke Nukem is a terrible idea for a variety of reasons. Number one is that it's a video game movie. Um, and as we talked about on this show before, um, that's a bad idea to start. Uh, number two is that it's a an old video game franchise. Um, so really, like, your audience, you're looking at, like, 40-year-old dudes probably. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of movie you're trying to make with Duke Nukem that's going to get 40-year-old dudes who were, like, 17 when Duke Nukem was, po- like, popular. Yeah. Like, they're probably a little different. Although, the humor and stylings of Duke Nukem are um, fucking atrocious. Uh, he exists as just a misogynistic asshole uh, who just quotes other movies and stuff. Like, that's the whole gimmick. So to try to make that movie feels dumb, and I think the only person tone-deaf enough to try it is Michael Bay. So full steam ahead on Duke Nukem. Get ready for that one. That's cool. Uh, finally this week, big news. Lucas Oscar noms went out. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about them because that's bad radio. We've tried. You can, <laughs> we've tried several times. Uh, you can go uh, look it up online, you know, root for your favorites, um, whatever. Let me let you in on a little secret that I'm sure, Lucas, you already know. Uh, the Oscars is just an industry award show and mean pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, the, the true staple and the true uh, feather in the cap of any actor uh, was, of course, competing in the 207 take bracket. Yeah. Um, and that opportunity has has flown by. If we had a chance to do it over again, I think, I think there would be some changes made. There's always a chance to do it over again. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Get excited. But anyway, let's talk about the big Oscar news. 
Um, Lucas, I don't know if you remember the the one exciting and noteworthy moment that's come out of the Oscars, maybe ever, uh, was when they accidentally awarded Best Picture to La La Land when Moonlight, in fact, won. Uh, so this year, they've taken steps to make sure and prevent the only entertaining moment of that award show from ever happening again. Ah. Uh, and that's that's right. They're, they're not inviting Jane Fonda back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope she comes back. Uh, no, what they're doing is they've uh, announced uh, new rules Ooh. from PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, who, of course, are in control of all the envelopes and everything. They've, they've introduced some new rules to try to prevent this from happening. Um, one of them is that there will be a uh, a third representative in addition to the the two that are currently stationed on either side of the stage yeah um there will be a third one who will be taxed up oh <laughs> <Who> will be, <laughs> it's contagious who will be tasked <laughs> with memorizing all of the winners beforehand so that they'll immediately know if something has gone wrong my problem with this <laughs> A, a preventative measure is that it does nothing to prevent the mistake from being made. E- yes, number one. <laughs> also, <laughs> questions. Yeah. Is this one person that's memorizing all of them, mm-hmm. or do they have a person memorizing each one that walks out with that category? Seems like that'd be a lot easier. Yeah, but then you'd need like 18 accountants. representatives. Yeah. How many accountants are there in the world? They're not that many. There's not that many. Uh, no, this, this person. This is one person who's stationed in the control room. Okay. Uh, who I guess would then be able to like tell the director who doesn't just have a list in front of them. They literally have to memorize. You can't put that shit on paper. It's gonna get out. <laughs> That's true. So, also, my question, biggest yeah. question. Yeah. What if they misremember one of the categories? Yes. And now we have a situation where it's read correctly, and they're running out trying to stop it. Yes. I love it. I love I love the potential here. <laughs> yeah. Uh it seems like just adding more moving parts was maybe not the best way to fix this. Um although I am looking forward to the eventual uh comedy film from like the Cohen brothers or somebody where someone has to tries to kidnap this person who's yeah. memorized the yeah. That'll be good. Um but as I was saying, so say someone goes out there does like the exact same situation happens where they read the wrong envelope. That person who's in the control room that has memorized the thing just goes, Oh no, that's wrong. And then what happens? <laughs> like, how is it different than what happened? The, the, the Oscars are on a tape delay and who's ever reading it out gets voiced over by the person in the control room. Ooh, I saying, love it. And the winner is moonlight. <laughs> over the top of them saying it and then everyone from la la land stands up and starts like hugging each other and everyone watching super is super confusing. confused i like it i like it i'm into that i'm gonna take that one step further and say that we don't voice them over we uh cgi master uh andy circus gets to play every single presenter saying the correct name beforehand exactly and we can just put him in exactly so we'll always have master tapes of andy circus <laughs> as the presenter doing the correct which seems a better fix, if you ask me. Yeah. If you ask me, a much easier and better fix. Uh, there's also, apparently, the backstage representatives will now participate in their show rehearsal, uh, which seems like maybe should have been happening before. Yeah. How are you rehearsing the show if you don't do the part where the awards get handed out? Like, what are you rehearsing? Uh, they're also, uh, and I think this is the big, the big fix, uh, they're not allowed to be on their cell phones anymore during the show. 
And I think that was probably the biggest fix. Yeah. And the other two don't matter at all. No. Excellent. Anyway, that's all the Oscar news we have for you. Uh, best of luck to everyone nominated. You're all winners in our hearts. Lucas, are you ready to talk about our upcoming hiatus? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the off season. I don't know about you. Uh, I got some stuff that I want to do. Yeah, I'm really going to try to get those washboard abs before before beach season rolls around. So that's You know what? The clock's starting now. So it's a good time to get on it. Uh, it seems like it'll be especially easy for you to maintain a workout schedule when you're uh, gallivanting around Europe. Yeah. Yeah. seems like the one constant you'll probably have are those, those 180 crunches every single morning. Just getting fit. To, to star opposite <laughs> John Cena in the Buff Cinematic Ben-Hur remake. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to spending my free time um, watching movies, uh, you know, as I do. Why not? Big changes. Big changes in my life. Uh, so I think we should talk about some of the movies that we know for sure that we'll miss. Yeah. Uh, some notables. Uh, and maybe just give quick uh, thoughts and comments on them. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? No. The first big release that we're going to miss might actually end up being the biggest release that we're going to miss. Mm. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Lucas, it's February 16th. We will not be here to discuss it, to break it down. No. Uh, yeah. Feeling bad about that one. Yeah, we broke down the trailer. Feels like multiple times. <laughs> I think we did. At this point, I yeah. think we definitely did. Um, no, I'm excited, though, because it means that we'll get a new Lucas Learns Marvel uh, featuring, I think, three or, or maybe even four <laughs> Marvel movies as we scroll through these. Yeah, who knows? At that point, there'll be... Th- there could be a whole new franchise we don't even know about yet. Yeah. Uh, that one is uh, definitely a big one. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time on March 9th, mm-hmm. another huge uh, Disney uh, movie coming out. Uh, March 16th, Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft in Tomb Raider. I'm disappointed that you're not going to be here to... Uh, listen to me probably yell about that yeah i mean we do have to mention though that we are now fully owned by disney so we would have actually not been able to even contractually talk about that one on the air we are now only, it's a good point we're it's only breaking point. down disney movies now um but yeah we would have tried to slip in some <laughs> some clues to some references oh and look at that on the same day love simon which we've talked about as well Oh. oh, good catch. Good catch, Lucas. Big uh, love Simon. Yeah. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising, March 23rd. Oh. Uh, another one that we broke down. Boyega looking looking fit, sounding, just sounding. Every time I hear him speak in that, that trailer, I just swoon a little bit. Because he's, like, actually British? Yeah. Yeah. They let, him, to, they let him do the voice. You get to actually hear him talking in yeah. his own voice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, March 23rd, um, Sherlock Gnomes. Another one that we broke down. We've discussed it. Don't know if I'm disappointed about missing that one, but we discussed it. Oh, yeah. No, some of these are definitely blessings in disguise. Yeah. Uh, March 30th, Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. That's a movie. Uh, April 6th, Blockers, which uh, I don't know if you remember, but stars our boy, John Cena. Rooster Blockers. Yep, Yep, exactly. You got it. Uh, April 20th is um, fucking chock full of grade A motion pictures. Yeah. Uh, we have the Overboard remake, which I don't know if we've talked about on the show, but I'm bringing it up. We have not. Because they're fucking remaking Overboard. Why would you do that? Uh, then we got Rampage, 
a video yeah. game movie. That's one of the ones that I, I forgot to mention, uh, starring um, our main rival, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Are, are we fully, have we hitched the trailer to John Cena? Is it too late? You know what? No, that's like the third one in the in the franchise. Yeah. We bring the rock on. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think we want this is the point where we transform the rock into that character actor. I like it. That that really just his his cred just takes off and John Cena is now gets gets to really run the show. I think the rock Ooh, the, the Rock, Rock wants to dig into some. Yeah, I can see a Tucci esque run. Yeah, from The Rock where he just digs in. We give him fifteen minutes of screen time. Yeah, and he just brings it. He oh, makes he's some... winning his Oscar with his support his supporting actor Oscar. Yeah, about sixteen minutes, fifteen, sixteen minutes of screen time in the Bus Cinematic Universe. I think that's yeah. He actually lends some credibility to our really our passion project at this point it's true it's true i am just now uh realizing that there might be a problem with the buff cinematic universe and it is that basically what we're talking about just is the fast and the furious franchise correct yeah okay (laughs) excellent uh anyway uh there's also super troopers 2 which is a thing that nobody asked for uh and tully a movie we just just discussed if you forgot it um just Scroll back a little bit. Yeah, I think... Did we also... Did we talk about Duck, Duck, Goose in our uh, animation episode? We did. Is that on there? Yeah, I have I have that for April 20th on my list, but... I don't, but... Could be. So who knows? We, we're not, we're we're, not going to look into it, but it we're might We're rarely be. correct, so let's just keep moving. Uh, May 4th, uh, May the 4th be with you. A classic Star Wars holiday. Disney has a huge motion picture coming out this that day. Yeah. Uh, it is, of course... Cue the cue the music, <laughs> cue the fanfare. Avengers: Colon Infinity War. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, a weird. That's a weird choice. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but another one that we can throw into the Lucas Learns Marvel. Yeah. Definitely part of the uh, cinematic universe. One that's not part of the cinematic universe. May eighteenth, Deadpool two. Hmm. Uh, just a few two weeks later, coming out with another Disney's Marvel's superheroes franchise. But then five days after that, Disney taking a big swing with a an upstart unknown director, uh, Ron Howard. Mm. I don't know, and and kind of bringing him on to try to revive a franchise that's been long dormant. Uh, I'm talking about Solo: colon, A Star Wars Story. Mm. So let's let's break this down. In the month of May, Disney and Marvel, Marvel. I, I guess I should say Marvel, and by extension, Disney. Yeah have three movies coming out. Two superhero movies and a Star Wars movie. One of those movies comes out on May 4th. Again, May the 4th be with you is like a thing, like has been a a thing for a while now. And they're putting the Avengers out on that day. Yeah. I don't want to sound the alarm on Star Wars colon the Han Solo story, whatever the fuck it is. Solo colon a, a Star Wars story. Which I guess is like the naming convention for all these now. It's going to be like blank, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Which is fucking dumb. Uh, But if your movie, if you have, like, why? What is the fucking reason? Like, why? I feel we brought this up maybe a little bit and just said, 
there's no way that it was anything but they just couldn't physically get it out in time. That's what I'm thinking. So your movie cannot be moved up but, 15 days or whatever? But yeah, still at, at like this point where we are in yeah. January. Like you can't shave off enough time. Or even more so than that, you knew that long ago that there was no chance that it would come out May the 4th. But you're like, I think we can get I out later that make month. Way. Yeah. yeah, we'll make May though. We'll make May. But why? Yeah, no, I, we've talked about, I don't know if we have actually talked about, but uh, super extensive reshoots, yeah. rewrites, the whole nine yards. This thing is coming in hot. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I guess the argument could be made that that way you give Avengers uh, more weekends in, in theaters in the summer. Yeah, but or... Well, spring, I guess. I or uh, the Guardians aren't the only people that Thor finds in space in the Avengers. Just throwing it out there. I almost threw up in my mouth. Holy God, no. How long? God, no. I'm putting the over-under on like 2021 when we see the first. There'll be a Star Wars character. Yeah. Yeah. First crossover type. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, definitely. Yeah, 110%. I mean, Benicio is already in both franchises (laughs) at this point. They're kind of all just in every single franchise. Anyway, let's move on to June. Uh, June 8th, Ocean's 8, movie we've broken down. Mm -hmm. Uh, June 15th, Pixar's The Incredibles 2. Ooh. Another thing we've we've broken down a little bit. Yeah. June twenty second, get excited. It's back. Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. So excited for that one. That looks like probably the best Transformers movie that's come out in the past two or three years. Yeah, for sure. I am excited for that one. Uh Sicario two on June twenty ninth. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but there's a Sicario two. Yeah, no I love Sicario. No blunt in this one? Correct. Just bringing the men back. Yeah. If anything, it's Hollywood for, needs more movies with men in it. It's here for the boys. <laughs> Sicario 2. Uh, also that day, um, Uncle Drew, a movie based on the Pepsi commercials. Are they oh, Pepsi? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, July 4th, The Purge 4. <laughs> Yowza. Uh, July 6th, though, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Another another Lucas Learns Marvel candidate. Um, July thirteenth, Hotel Transylvania three. Mm. I didn't see the other two. No, excellent. Uh, July twentieth, this is it. This is the big one. I mean, we're gonna have to have like a standalone episode where we only talk about this movie. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <sighs> here we go again. Mamma Mia! Exclamation point. Here we go again. I'm excited. I'm I'm legitimately excited. I'm gonna be. Are they? They're in Greece on that, right? At at I some hope. point, I don't know. I hope. I mean, they were okay. I'm gonna go try to watch, find a screening. Nice. I like it on location of the. the I film. like where I like where your head's at. There we See go. See if you can somehow get in the movie. Oh, that's not how movies work at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying. On the release day, I show up. I'm like, yeah. can I be an extra? Can I just be in the background? If you somehow make it, God, now I'm just picturing the the future where you somehow make it to like the worldwide premiere of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, because it happens to be in like whatever weird town that you're yeah. in. That'll be great. That'll be great for the brand. Uh, the next week, July 27th, Mission colon Impossible Six. Mm. Uh, a lot of people forget that it is Mission colon Impossible. Yeah. Uh, a movie uh, that Superman refused to shave his mustache for, which led to uh, them CGIing it out of a movie. 
the Justice League franchise had to gr- computer graphics had to digitally destore a mustache from Henry Cavill's face. Just think about that for a minute. Mission Impossible 6 better be fucking good or else Henry Cavill's fired, which actually might have been the move. Yeah. It's time to it's time to jump ship on being Superman. Uh, August 8th, there's a movie called Barbie. I don't know anything about it, but I'm assuming it's a Barbie movie. I'm in. Mm. And then uh, heading into August, it kind of seems a little barren. Not a lot going on. Uh, August 3rd, Christopher Robin movie. Okay. Uh, the Equalizer 2. Denzel's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Predator, which is the Predator sequel from Shane Black. Okay. Which is the only reason it's at all even a blip on the radar. Yeah. Kind of interested. Uh, and The Spy Who Dumped Me. I don't know what that is. Then there's like a Barbie movie and some stuff. It looks like nothing's happening in August. It still might be a touch early. There might be some stuff that's trying to stay on an August timetable that yeah. hasn't announced yet. Yeah. Possibly. Which, honestly, brings us to the bold prediction section Ooh. for our boldest, our brashest and boldest predictions uh, over that period that you'll be gone. So right now you're tar- we're targeting... Uh, September return. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that's when you can start to to earnestly come, check the website. Yeah, <laughs> come back out from from under your rock and maybe see if we're we're hanging out at. Yeah. At that once point. college football season rolls around, uh, we get this podcast a podcast about college football mm-hmm. uh, back on the air. Yeah. That is kind of weird though. That, that I just now thought that like if we actually had a college football podcast, we would probably just be off the air anyway. <laughs> This break isn't even that long. No. All right. Uh, anyway, let's talk about some bold predictions. I'm going to start off with that that August window. I'm going to say some of these pulled Weinstein movies make it in. Oh. I'm going to say two. Interesting. I'm saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. By then, uh, I think, um, for better or for worse, we'll have a little image rehabilitation for the company, the Weinstein company. I think there's new buyers already involved, based on what I've seen. Okay. I think there'll be a, a big enough shift that maybe they can uh, start to bring some of these movies out. I like it. I'm trying to come up with something here as I scroll through. Mm-hmm. I have another bold one for you. Uh, between now and when we return, uh, I think Zack Snyder will officially be removed from the uh, DC Cinematic Universe. Oh, wow. All right. I can see it. I, can see it. I think I, I came up with my first one here. The Sherlock Gnomes yeah. is not going to be the best gnome-based movie to come out while we're gone. No, that's going to go to Gnome Alone, which I haven't heard of. Wow. So it's bold because I'm, I'm going in dark. Yeah, you, you only have a title. but we have I will m- say, between Sherlock Gnomes and Gnome Alone, Gnome Alone is a much better uh, title. Yeah, so we, that's coming out. It looks like, based on the, the list I'm looking at on Rotten Tomatoes, potential early March release. It looks like March 2nd is the scheduled release for that one. Uh We'll see here if I if I click through if we have any more information than that. Oh oh okay we got <laughs> we got <laughs> we got quite a a nice synopsis here. Chloe and her mom are moving again in all caps again in all caps uh, exclamation point forced to move into a decrepit old house filled with garden gnomes. Chloe soon soon discovers that this house is hiding something terrifyingly big, and it goes on from there. But I I think for uh, our purposes well. <laughs> We'll cut off the synopsis. Uh, that's all I needed to know to give this a a leg up on uh, Sherlock Gnomes. 
Can I ask a quick follow-up question to that? Yes. Is No Malone a sequel to something? I don't think so. Are you going based off moving again? Yeah. The the way that it's... I think it's trying to build... No, I get it. I mean, I get it. It's idea. like it's yeah. trying to just reference the fact that they've moved a lot. But but generally, in your synopsis, you want to maybe not... Not start off with not that. Like, yeah, it's not a novelization. All right. I like it. I like where your head's at. I'm feeling one. I'm feeling a premonition. You ready? Here it comes. Bold prediction. Of the video game movies that are being released in that window. So I'm counting Rampage. I'm counting Ready Player One. Okay. I'm counting Tomb, Tomb Raider. Yeah. I almost said Tomb Player. Tomb Player One. I think that Ready Player One. No. How do I want to phrase this? I think that Rampage will end up with the highest box office return. Okay. I think that Ready Player One will be the worst critically reviewed. Oh, wow. Interesting. I'm feeling a clunker. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I think I think Rampage is, is safe from just complete a complete downfall critically. Yeah. Because we already clearly know everything about it from yes. from the trailer. Expectations could not be lower. I think Tomb Raider is going to get like a solid like 60%. Like it's just going to it's going to pass, it's going to skate by, everyone will forget about it immediately. That's the that's the obvious choice. So here's here's another quick bold prediction for me. Tomb Raider will either be in the 25% range or in like the 75 plus range. Okay. That's my bold prediction. I'm going to say it's not Your bold prediction is that the movie's good or it's bad. Yeah, but that seems that <laughs> okay. seems pretty bold for a Tomb Raider. Actually, that's yeah, you're right. You actually are right. Because like also, twenty five percent is like, like hard to get to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very hard to get to. Which yeah, that that's the one that's not. not yeah, that's why I'm I'm thinking game of inches here. I'm not saying Ready Player One's gonna get like a twelve. Yeah. I think it'll be like, you know, fifty three or yeah. something. Rampage will be like sixty two. Tomb Raider will be like a sixty. All right. That's where I'm at. All right. I got another one for you. Hit me. I think of the Marvel movies, Black Panther, Avengers, colon, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Deadpool 2, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp will be the highest critically rated. All right. I was con- I was actually thinking about making a prediction on that, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, I- Ant-Man did very well. I think it's a a safe movie play, I guess you could say. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that the best critically reviewed of those four is the newest acquisition of Disney, Deadpool 2. I'm going to say that one okay. ends up being the highest. And I, I was going to bring that up when you were talking about three, three of the three Disney movies uh, in the month of May. Deadpool is probably at that point all wrapped for for kind of a May release when it was acquired by Disney, right? I would imagine because it was a Fox. Uh, it's a Fox. I, movie. I guess I'm no because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, but it was it's Marvel Studios. Yeah, but Deadpool. No, Deadpool was not Marvel Studios. Uh oh. 
All of a sudden, because that was some of our the bold prediction segment has just turned into me being wrong. Because that was uh, that was one of the big things when Disney bought Fox was that they got the rights to the Deadpool movies, because also the the X Men movies aren't weren't originally Disney either. You are correct. There bold prediction. Okay. <laughs> Ken will be wrong on this podcast. Um, no, that's an, that's actually an interesting point. Then is that they they had two movies, yeah, one at the beginning of the month, one at the end, and then ended up with a third with one, Deadpool, yeah. So the that could be something interesting to think about too going forward. How because Deadpool and I believe it was most of the X Men property was not it was like Marvel Studios but not Disney technically. It'll be interesting to see if some of that stuff becomes how it becomes more intertwined, I guess I would say. Because we know at some point we're gonna get a little more mixing and matching with this with it all being kind of a Marvel world. I I'm interested to see if they ever explicitly start pushing these franchises, I guess you could say, together. Because right now X Men is is pretty much whether you like it or not as as a franchise of movies is its own entity yeah completely it's at this point yeah so it'll be interesting to see like we're already talking about 2021 for our first star wars marvel combination it would seem that x-men's a, a kind of a quicker uh the turnaround's much quicker yeah here it on, is on a here it comes combo. are you ready yeah here it comes a member of the x-men will appear in avengers infinity war there you go that's i'm saying prediction. they could they could put somebody in yeah. I mean, if they could replace Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer in a movie where he was, like, basically the lead yeah. in, like, two weeks or whatever, they can put, um, what's the name of the James McAvoy yeah. in Avengers Infinity War. How about just as simply as a post-credit scene? That's what I'm thinking, is yeah. that it'll, be, it'll just be, like, a little, like... Where we're like, oh, who are those guys? And then, like, oh, and no, then it's, a guy, it's coming, yeah. yeah. And then a guy will be like, what do you want, bub? And then, like, smoke his cigar and his claws come out. There you go. It's Wolverine, guys. I hope it's Nightcrawler. Yeah? I like Nightcrawler. Or they just, as a shameless plug for their movie coming out two weeks later, it's just Deadpool at the end of... <laughs> oh, fuck, that is it. Damn it. <laughs> and you're like, wait, so is this... You just no, no, you just movie? got it. You just busted this thing wide open. Deadpool is the connective tissue. He'll be in Avengers somehow. There will be a reference to Deadpool. And then the X-Men will be in Deadpool. There you go. And that'll bridge the gap. This is all a discussion that was has been had recently at Disney. Is like, I don't think we can just yeah. throw the X-Men yeah. in there. They're like, no, 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 wait for this. Yeah, here, I got it though. Deadpool is the key. And then at the end of Solo, a Star Wars story, there will be a digitally de-aged Harrison Ford. I don't know why and I don't know how, but I just have a weird feeling that something (laughs) fucking terrible is about to happen to Harrison Ford. It's movie career. Movie career. Yeah. Now I'm worried. (laughs) I have to have one about Star Wars because that's that's my bag. Yeah. Right? Here we go. I think that uh, Solo... A Star Wars story will be mostly panned uh, by the audience, I'm going to say. But there will be a vocal minority of people who didn't like The Last Jedi will love Solo. Mm-hmm. And I bet you can guess why. 
Oh, you want me to guess? No. I, no, I oh, was just... Okay. All right, I, I have a very bold prediction. I'm ready. So it is January. It is. That we already have Dwayne The Rock Johnson in movies currently. Yeah. We have Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a part of movies that are coming out later this year. Yeah. There will be, besides the movies already that he's already known to be in, there will be no more Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies coming out in 2018. That leaves probably like four good months that there's potential for an announcement of something that he's in or been working on. Okay. Or I'm going to say at least, um, we'll say maybe even for the, the first chunk of, of 2019, there's not, there's going to be a weird gap where for whatever reason he decides to not throw out a classic Dwayne, the rock Johnson, movie that seems to seems to be able to come out of nowhere and go straight into theaters like two months later okay i like it because that seems impossible <laughs> like what well, we have at least eight more years where that seems very unlikely that he's not just in three or four movies a year yeah yeah no yeah this is this is peak Dwayne the rock Johnson. yeah this, this is, is this is their, their their especially once the buff universe gets rolling like we got him locked in yeah that's a two movie a year commitment at least and then spinoffs oh you know what i think you're immediately gonna be wrong Ah, uh, do you know why? Why? Because I think the Fast and the Furious spinoff movie featuring Jason Statham and Dwayne the Rock Johnson will drop. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why this is so bold. Okay, that's gonna be I my like boldest it. of predictions. I like it. I'm a fan. Uh, you got anything for the Ocean's Eight movie? I I'm gonna say bold because I think right now it's it's seeming mediocre. I'm gonna go with a hopefully positive bold and say it's gonna end up being pleasantly surprising and actually a a very good movie even within the oceans franchise which has done a solid job even back to not only the Clooney oceans but even previous i'm gonna say this fits in very well where i'd say right now just based on our concerns with some of the plot elements and not not the acting performances i think we know that regardless acting performance will be, performances will be strong i'm gonna say this ends up being a pleasant surprise and one of the stronger fun movies of the year i like it uh, I will go dark on Oceans All right, uh, and say that um, Matt Damon will have to be digitally removed from the movie. Okay. And I don't think it'll be anything super terrible, but I think he's going to say like three or four more incredibly stupid things yeah. that get him in hot water to the point where they're just like, you know what, fuck it, and they cut his part. <laughs> that's that's not a, bad, uh, not a bad prediction. I'm also just trapped on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's IMDb I am DB. Oh no, this is actually Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't have to struggle through that. Uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes page, looking at how many movies he was like credited as an actor in in 2017, and it's like six or seven. Yowza, man! <laughs> God, Baywatch. That was that happened in 2017, right? There you go. That movie came and went. Lucas, let's guess the uh, highest domestic box office opening weekend for that that slice of time now. Oh, okay. Ready? Yeah. Uh, what movie you got? Um, do you want to recap maybe the three or four challengers? The ones that I think are in contention? Yeah, because we have... Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, Ready Player One, I'm going to put in there. Okay. Spielberg movie, a lot of marketing behind it. Yeah. A Wrinkle in Time? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't... Are you going to toss Black Panther in there? I don't know that that's... Uh, Too early, I think. Yeah. I also don't think it's... 
just because of Avengers being there, I don't think it even has a chance to beat out its own its own property as far as box office just because Avengers is such a different animal with Yeah, it's it's the tentpole. It's yeah, the whole it just thing. has all yeah. the all the possible. What if they draw. were all in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling through trying to see if there's any stealth contenders. Uh, I don't think anything like Rampage or um Pacific Rim seems like a a longer shot to you. All right, so let's do what's the four we have? Ready Player One, Star Wars, Avengers, and A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. All right, and you the, want me- the one that I'm picking is not one of those. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'm gonna pick one of those four. Oh, okay. So I'll go with uh, the safest pick, similar to our blockbuster draft, and I'm just gonna say Avengers. It's a good pick. Seems seems tough to take down. Safest choice. But I like the idea of you going outside the box. What do you have? Uh, Disney's The Incredibles 2. Okay. Excuse nice. me. Pixar's yeah. The Incredibles 2. Uh, I think people have been waiting for The Incredibles 2 for a while. You pretty much have uh, an unlimited audience range, I'm going to say. It's, it doesn't fall into the trap of, oh, only people who are kids when this came out are going to yeah. be interested. People f- love that movie. Or uh, also even maybe the the trap that we learned a little bit about with our blockbuster draft and your kids movies picks is only kids are going to go see this and that's going to maybe drag some parents, but doesn't have the appeal. I think this one is going to have that key age range appeal of the same type of people that are going to all the Marvel movies. Exactly. Are also in the perfect age range for when the original Incredibles came out and are going to want to see this one too. So I think that is a very good pick. I would, uh, I would say those definitely have potential to be the top two at the very least. So are you, are you smelling any uh, any box office bombs in this list? Ooh, um, of what we talked about, uh, I think like we like we said some stuff like Rampage. We kind of know what we're gonna get. I don't think that one's gonna bomb. I don't think Pacific Rim is gonna bomb. I don't think it's gonna do particularly well. Um, if I had to throw the bomb title on something do you have an idea for this one yeah i got mine okay why don't you go for yours i'm getting there Uh, i think it's gonna be tomb raider okay it's it's coming out fairly quickly marketing has like only just now started spinning up yeah um i don't really see the draw they're trying to do like an alicia vikander vehicle which is fine we're big fans Mm -hmm. Uh, i just don't see that one having the box office draw okay yeah, I I think that's a safe choice. Uh, let's see if I can come up with anything different and not just try to, to piggyback off you here. Because the tough thing with a complete bomb is you want – you got to have, like, the budget and some of the blockbuster-type yeah. feel to the to the movie. That's why I'm, I'm thinking Tomb Raider. Seems, seems like a big movie based on the trailers we've seen, you know, globe-trotting a little bit. Yeah. Some big action scenes. Looks expensive. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. And I'm going to say kind of in the context of relative, I think, results to relative expectation in the category of something like a Rampage or Pacific Rim, I'm going to say I think Ready Player One disappoints the most out of out of that type of movie. I would say even maybe so more so than Tomb Raider and the fact that I think we both agreed now at this point that we'd say it's maybe even two, three steps above an expectation 
for box office. So I'm going to say doesn't do as poorly straight money-wise as Tomb Raider. Sure. But, but compared in- to expectation, it's going to be uh, pretty disappointing, I'm going to say. Okay. Sounds like neither of us are very excited for Ready Player One. No. Uh, I don't think it'll do well critically. You don't think it'll do well uh, box office-wise. Yeah. I think okay. I think it'll be fairly... I think another uh, stealth contender uh, would be Jurassic World. Yeah. Only because I think expectations are going to be uh, supernaturally high based yeah. on the last movie, uh, and this one just looks bad straight up. Yeah, I think that's another... It'll, it'll be the classic uh, Justice League problem, where Justice League made like a billion dollars or whatever, and they're still like, well, it failed. Yeah. Like, no, you, you set the bar too high. Yeah. That's all we have for bold predictions. I don't know about you, Lucas, but I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, any of these came even remotely <laughs> close. Yeah, the best part is it's going to be probably like the wackiest summer for movies. I'm going to have just it's gonna out get, of nowhere yeah. news and stuff the whole summer, and everything that we suggested is just going to go by the book. So looking forward to that. And uh, keeping up with movies in general over our break, we'll, uh, yeah. we're always watching. we always got an eye on the movies. So. Oh, yeah. We won't be here to talk about it, but we'll have plenty to say <laughs> when we eventually get back. We haven't officially been picked up for season two yet. Fingers crossed. We're really just banking on on someone liking this. It's it's like the the fan thing where, where all of a sudden they like mail yeah tons of like pineapples or whatever to some some poor studio because they're trying to cancel their show. Yeah, I don't know. There's also the the flip side of that where if we get canceled after one season and we become like a beloved. Mm. Um, cult classic yeah in, in like uh, like a firefly vein yeah this is our freaks and geeks moment i think this could be it yeah yeah one of those is a good show <laughs> and one of those is more like us correct <laughs> bingo uh anyway that's uh that's it for this week and uh this season so uh turn off the lights the party's over thanks for listening thanks for joining us but don't unsubscribe from the 207 take just yet uh, i wouldn't be too surprised uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. If there were some new podcasts that get introduced during this break period. Uh, you can also check out the 207take.com. That website will keep running. Maybe it'll even get a little more active if uh, we're not always working uh, to produce podcasts and such. A little more time for the written word. We'll see. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, 207take. Um, I guess we'll just leave you with this one more thing. Shout out to Maine.